Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you for another study tonight. We actually are going to be talking about bucket lists. That's right. And uh, Dave kind of stole this idea from me, but <laughs> is there really a stolen idea? I mean, I, it's all Bible-related, so right. you got it from God, yeah. I'm going to say. Um, but anyways, we kind of fed off of each other, and, and that's what how Dave was able to come up with this lesson. But it, it presents a really um, good question for us, when and what we're going to be doing is comparing um, some of our um, things that we think are important to us and compare them to Jesus' bucket list. You know, what was he concerned about? Yeah. And when you think of a bucket list, it's like something that you want to do before you die, okay, before you kick the bucket. And um, so basically, what did Jesus want to do before he died? He knew he was going to die. So what did he care about? Was he caring about the same things that we would be caring about if we knew we were going to die? That's right. So just kind of making that comparison. So it's 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 really a good thought and a good um, angle to take to kind of appreciate what Jesus did for us, right? Absolutely. So anyways, I, I don't mean to give away too much right off the <laughs> bat, but that's what we're talking about. And so um, certainly some good thoughts for us. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 26 here in a minute. Um, but first, uh, if you're in the area of Blackfoot, we always want to invite you to come and worship with us um, 10 o'clock Sunday morning uh, for Bible study and 11 a.m. for worship services. And then we have uh, a Bible study Wednesday evening at 7.30, um, 370 North Schilling, Blackfoot, Idaho. Uh, we'd love to have you. And I always mention we're on the way to Yellowstone. So if you're headed out that way, um, look us up. You know, we'd we'd love to uh, to have you, and and we'd we'd appreciate. We always appreciate the visitors we get. Um, it, it's encouragement to us as we can be an encouragement to you. So, uh, and then if you have any questions about what we study today, or really any Bible questions, the email is in the link of the description of this podcast. Shoot us an email, your questions. We can set up a phone call, Zoom call, whatever. There's so many ways. I, I learned you can uh, communicate by video on Facebook Messenger. Multiple oh, people. Oh, yeah. You can, like, put together a group chat and... Oh, is that right? Yeah, and talk. So huh. there are so many ways to communicate. Um, we'd love... If, if you have any questions, just reach out to us, and we'd be happy to, um, you know, go over that with you. So, anything else, Dave, that we should mention? No, did you talk about the times? Yeah. Okay. My, I must hey, miss we, that. <laughs> we also have a gospel meeting coming up October... 18th. 18th through the 22nd, I think. Somewhere around there. Either the 21st or 22nd. <clears throat> uh, with Steve Deaton. Uh, he lives in uh, North Carolina, I think. And um, I can't name the topics right off the bat. We'll try to get that information for you. I think it's... Directed towards Joshua. Okay, so. and so we're 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 getting ready to have some flyers put together for that, and we'll be telling you about that. But um, that'll be each evening, um, starting Wednesday through Sunday, I believe is what it That's is. That's right. And uh, there'll be three, four lessons on Sunday, 
um, three on or two on Saturday. I and think three on Sunday. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's only three. Yeah, three on Sunday. Yeah, and then each night, Wednesday night, th- Thursday night, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, and so we're looking forward to that. Um, be sure to uh, if you give her available to come to that. So we'd we'd appreciate that. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So, anyways, with that, we better get into our study tonight. Yeah. And so, you know, what's funny when I was looking at the uh, for my PowerPoint, right? I look at the the cover sheet, you know, right? Looking at pictures for for sure. bucket list. Yeah. Google Photos. Yeah, and there's like two or three of them that was along the lines of it just said bucket list and then ice and beer. Yeah. Right. And that really got me thinking. I was like. You know, in this life, we are so short-sighted. You know, nobody gives any thought to the life after this one. Well, it's it's selfishness, really. It is. Like, we are, and we're all guilty of it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, Dave and I here are perfect. <laughs> you know, we're all guilty of it. Yeah, just ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> but, you know, like the, the bucket list, you know, a list of things we want to do before we kick the bucket. And like Chad was taking, or like Chad was saying, yeah, I, I straight stole the idea from him. Oh, <laughs> but but this is what we do here, you know. Yeah, we feed no off each other. No idea is is our own, so it's just however we can further the work of the Lord. That's we work off off each other's backs. But you know, he made this point that it was actually on the the Lord's table yeah. last Sunday. Um, how. How Christ did not have a list of things he wanted to do. He had a list of things that he needed to do. You know, and on that list, by the way, if you don't know, there's probably about 350 or so (laughs) things he needed to fulfill. And so in order for him to be that perfect sacrifice, he needed to fulfill it. You know, and this is the whole reason why he came down to earth to begin with. And so we actually see this kind of attitude being portrayed in Matthew 26, 53 and 54. You know, and this is when Jesus is in the garden being betrayed. Peter cut the ear off the the soldier. And uh, it doesn't say this in Matthew, but, you know, Christ just picked up the ear and like slapped it on. And <laughs> by the way, I love that miracle because it's almost like just just a random <laughs> Here, just, you know, throwing it back on there. Yeah. How beautiful that would be to be able to do something like that. But then after this happens, Jesus turns to Peter, and he starts talking to Peter. And we see in in verse 53 of Matthew 26, if you're following along with us, turn your Bibles over there. Follow along with us. But starting in verse 53 of Matthew 26, he says, Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me? With more than 12 legions of angels. This is Christ speaking, by the way. And he says, How then could the scripture be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Yeah. You know, he could have called 12 legions of angels. One legion of angels is a thousand angels. So he had more than 12,000 angels at his disposal. Uh-huh. But he didn't do that. You know, and something about that is, it, it, I'm actually going to be preaching on this a little bit more um he knew mm. he knew this was coming but he yeah. knew he had to fulfill scripture yeah so it must happen thus 
he needs to be betrayed by Judas. He needs to go to that cross. These are the list of things he's just checking off the list. You know, I'm, I'm fulfilling scripture. I have to do it this way. Yeah, and I think the thing that 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 really stuck out to me, in when you read through Matthew, he tells them like three, four times, maybe five times. Right. Hey, in two days, you're, the Son of Man is you know gonna die. You're gonna be sacrificed. That's you right. Know? And he tells me, and he knows this. He knows he has two days to live. And I think that's one of the things that uh, kind of stuck out to me because I've no, I know people that knew they were going to die terminal cancer whatever some of those things and right. so they went and did some things that they'd always wanted to do sometimes people go to disneyland like people raise money for a, a child that has yep. cancer that's terminally ill to go to disneyland or something like that and it's great you know um i'm not condemning any of that it's just when you look so then what did jesus do he knows he has two days to live what's he do He's like, you guys aren't ready, man. You need to learn this and this and this, you yeah. know. And he just keeps teaching and keeps teaching them the gospel, you know, and just keeps working. You yeah. know, he's got two days to live, and he just keeps working. You know, yeah. his focus was on them, and his it, focus was not on himself. Another thing to point out too is his focus was on spiritual things. That's right. Wasn't on physical things. Yeah. It was on spiritual things 100%. Doing and, the will of the Father. You know, for us, some of these um, physical things that we go and do as a bucket list, sure, they're fun, and it's it's better than work, you know? But <laughs> yeah. is it as fulfilling as you thought it was going to be, some of the things that you do? And when you Likely die, you, not. When you die, you can't take those memories with you. No, and like... Uh, the song, the country song. I think, I think it's. Um, I can't remember who the singer is. I think it's. Uh, anyways, he's like, I went skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing. Oh yeah, yeah. Three point seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. You know. Yep. Um. Oh, it's Faith Hill's husband. Pretty sure. That doesn't help me at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I know the song though. I know mostly out there are are mouthing it, but I I can't think of it. And anyways. probably yelling at Chad because he can't remember the name of it. But but it's the point is is like were those things all really that fulfilling? Okay. Right. Jesus here, he wasn't worried about going skydiving. Yeah. He wasn't worried about you know seeing the flowers at such and such place. Whatever. He was worried about making sure that his, that the apostles were ready to go, that his church was going to move forward. That That's right. he fulfilled the prophecies, yeah, that were made. You know, like we just read. That's what he was That's focused right. on, and it's amazing. Like it should humble us, because that's all he was care. Why did he do that? Because he knew that us, this many years ago, needed him. Yeah, you know. And we still need them today. Like like the need for Christ, for him to fulfill that scripture, has not gone away. Mm-hmm. We need him just as bad today as the apostles did then. Yeah. And he knew that. And that's why he was focused on fulfilling scripture. Uh-huh. Because he also knew he's the only one that can do this, by the way. He's the only one. And so, but this got me thinking, you know, his attitude... Since we don't know when our last day is, 
you know, we shouldn't have a list of things that we want to do before we die. Rather, we should have a list of things that we need to accomplish before we die. Mm-hmm. And this is a list that we need to get on right away. You know, too many times people take for granted tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what? We may not wake up tomorrow. If the world, or if God doesn't end the world, that doesn't mean that he can't end you. You know, that doesn't mean that you can't go out and get hit by a car or get in a car accident. And that doesn't mean that you have tomorrow. Or he may come back and destroy the earth tomorrow. I don't know. We don't know that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but regardless, each and every one of us, we don't know when our last <coughs> breath in this earth is. Are you going to be focusing on just this life? Because this life is so momentary compared to eternal life. And so we should have a list of things that we need to accomplish, you know, rather than a list of things that we want to do before yeah. we die. Yeah. You know, and on this list, it should start by being in Christ, you know. Excuse me. As we see in Ephesians 1, 3 through 4, this is beautiful. Keeping in mind, we need to look to the life after this one. You know, this is... We need to be focusing on eternal life. You know, it, what happens after this life. That's the important thing. And notice what we receive when we are in Christ. Chad, are you there? Yeah. Do you want to read that? Uh, <clears throat> Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Yeah. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound to word toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the words of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise." who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, so every time it says in him or in himself, it is referring to Christ. And so notice how many times it talks about in him or in Christ. In Christ, we have all of these blessings Poured upon us. I mean, showered upon us. So much so that our cups overflow, right? Mm -hmm. 
But look at verse 7 in there. In Christ, here is a blessing that we have, the forgiveness of sin. Only in Christ do we have the forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin. Now, what what does sin do to our eternal state? As we see in Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of sin is death. Now this death that is being talked about here in Romans 6, 23, is not referring to the death in this life. It is referring to eternal death, an eternal hellfire, if you will. That is what we're facing because of the sin that we have all partaken in. Mm-hmm. And according to Romans three twenty three, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you think that you have not sinned, you make God a liar. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> we have all sinned. That's why we need Christ. He was the only one that has not sinned. So if you are not in Christ, then you are facing eternal damnation. You are facing eternal death. And even here as well, notice how the gift of eternal life, as it talks about in Romans six twenty three, the gift of eternal life is in Christ. You know, it's funny how the Bible works together <laughs> in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But then we see, or you may ask the question, well, then how do we get in Christ? At what point are we in Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of false beliefs out there that you can believe Christ into your heart, or you can, uh, I think what's another one, you can say the sinner's prayer. Oh, yeah. And... And, and receive him, or or however that, however that works. But Galatians three twenty seven. Here's what the Bible says about it. Galatians three twenty seven. It says, "For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ." So notice when you put on Christ, you are now in Christ. So it is through baptism that is when you put on Christ. Now, the baptism is not the only step. However, this is the step that puts us in Christ. You know, if, but also understand, if you don't understand why you're being baptized, then baptism is null and void. You know, you're just taking a dip in the pool. How many times, Chad, did we mm-hmm. go swimming? I was a fish in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times I took a dip in the pool, right? Mm-hmm. It's meaningless if you don't believe in Christ. This is what's beautiful about Mark 16, 16. Chad, can you read that one? Yeah. Uh, I could almost um, quote it. You can probably almost, yeah. But I better turn over there. Sorry, I'm not. Because now that you're put on the spot, you probably uh, draw a blank. Yeah, yeah, probably. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe... Right? Yep. We'll, we'll be, be condemned. condemned. You did it. <laughs> Mark sixteen sixteen. Word for word, really. Mm-hmm. So notice the context here. If you don't believe, then it doesn't matter if you get baptized or not. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people think, well, because it didn't say he who does not believe and is not baptized. That doesn't make sense. In the context, if you don't believe, then whether you get baptized or not is null and void. 
the baptism is vain. You're just taking a dip in the pool at that point. <clears throat> well, and we always, I think a great comparison is Naaman here. You know, That's that right. we bring him. Did you, you don't talk about him? Not in this one, I okay. don't think, no. But like, he didn't believe that it was going to help him. Yeah. To dip seven times in the Jordan River. But until he did it, when he did it, he was healed. Yeah. And so there's two things here. You have to believe, but then there's action. See, in your mind, in your heart, you have to believe it. Yep. Then you have to be baptized, which is an outward action that you have to take, an obedience. Yeah. Uh, because he told us to do it. You know, we have instruction to do it. Yep. That's why we do it. And, you know, Naaman, what I love about it is it wasn't, nowhere in Scripture does it talk about every time he dipped, he got a little bit cleaner yeah. and a little bit cleaner. It was, he was leprous up until the seventh dip. So imagine if he dipped six times and he's like, this is ridiculous. Nothing is happening. And then just got out because he was he was fed up. He stayed in and dipped seven times. Yeah. And when he came out that seventh time. That's and only the seventh and, time. Yeah, until he did that. That's right. Until he was nothing obedient. Nothing happened. Until mm-hmm. he was obedient. You know, and and it's interesting for him because you know his heart wasn't in it until he seen the the result. Yeah. He's like, this is stupid. You know, you could just hear him like grumbling the whole time. <laughs> um, but because of that account for us, we can believe. That's right. You know, and that's why. It's given to us because until he did what God told him to do or, you know, what the prophet told him to do, nothing happened. Yeah. And and it's the same for us. We can't just, it just totally blows out of the water the idea that you can just believe or ask Jesus into your heart. There's no example of that anywhere. That's right. The you example we have is right there. I mean, he who believes and is baptized, believe comes first. That's right. Then is baptized, you know, and so Naaman. I got a feeling like for his example, he was dunked seven times before he believed yeah. until it actually happened. And the reason why it was a sign, it was to show God's power. That's right. You know, that's why it was given to Naaman the way it was to demonstrate the power that God had. Yeah, this is the way it's given to us. We have to believe and then be baptized. And the Jordan River, it wasn't like it was like miraculous water. No, it wasn't it, the water. It, didn't it wasn't matter. It was just the the fact of obeying. It was the obedience. You know, just like when we believe, if you actually believe, then you believe what he says. When if you don't obey him, mm-hmm. like you you can't believe in Christ and then not believe what he says. That doesn't make sense. Then you actually don't believe him. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if when I tell my kids, if you do that, you're going to get a spanking. Yeah. If they believe me, they're not going to do it because they know what's going to happen. If they don't believe me, they're going to do it and then find out <laughs> that's what happens when you don't believe me. You know, yeah. just like that, though, we can either do what God asks and receive a reward, or we cannot do what He asks and get the punishment for it. Well, and, and imagine so, imagine if Naaman had dipped seven times and nothing happened. Right. Would that prove that God was who he was? No. No. No, it would be for nothing. And that's the thing. God has not lied to us, ever. Everything that he has said, every prophecy that was made was fulfilled. Yep. 
you know, every, there's not a, oh, we missed that one, you know. And and we really see that through the prophecies. Yeah. Like, everything that God said, everything, everything came true. And no matter how impossible. And uh, we may, we brought this up last week in our class about uh, Elijah, okay, when, when he was uh, challenging the prophets of Baal. Yeah. You know? Um, and the prophets of Baal asked Baal to do stuff for him. Yep. Give us a sign. You know, they're like begging with him. There was 450 prophets, by the and way. And they, they cut themselves even to yeah. demonstrate. And Elijah's like, what, is he asleep? Maybe he's away on vacation, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, it, it's it's funny, but it's true. Like, where is he? Where's this powerful Baal that you've been talking about, yeah. you know? And um, and then when God, when he when Elijah finally prayed to God, the altar was consumed by fire. He came with well, a vengeance. And before that, you know, it's worthy to note they drenched the altar in water. Yeah, absolutely, they yeah. drenched everything in water, and it it talks about how the fire licked up the water. <coughs> yeah, it you just know, it just and it, it by one prayer. Yeah, that's because. God was proven there. Yep. You know, and that's what was beautiful behind it. I mean, it, they made it impossible. You know, it it was like impossible to get this fire started on the altar. And not only did it start, but it was it was a huge fire. Yeah. And and yeah, and and that's it. So we have all these examples given to us of prophecies fulfilled. There's never a miss. Okay. That's right. There's there's never a well God said this was going to happen but it didn't, you know, he, but he got he you know, he's allowed a few misses here and there. No. Everything that he said happened. And we can see that in the life of Jesus. The yeah. prophecies that were made 350ish were give know, or around take. there. Yeah, give or prophecies take. that were fulfilled when Jesus came to this earth. And so uh all he asks us to do is this. Yeah. It's like nothing compared nope. to what what he's already done for us. You know, to receive all the blessings, this is by far n- not that much to no. have to do. It, it's it's almost nothing in comparison to what Christ has done for you. Oh, it's not even... And, and that's, that's what brought up this whole study, this whole right. thought is just think about what Jesus went through. Before he died, and he knew he was going to die, and he knew it was going to be painful. He knew it was going to be agonizing. But and yet he did it anyway. He did it anyways, and he didn't go out and take care of his bucket list, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, keep yeah. in mind, I am not condemning anyone who has a bucket list. I have a bucket list, okay? I have things I want to do. Um, I'm not condemning that. It's just understand jesus what he did for us and he cared nothing about things on this earth that's right and don't put your bucket list of things you want to do above what you need to do for the lord yeah you know the lord comes first and then your bucket list comes after yeah if you don't get the bucket list then you know what that's fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. because when you die you're gonna have this incredible reward awaiting you and it's <clears throat> Nothing is more important than you that. You know, so some of the 
sometimes I like auctions. I get in trouble at auctions, okay? But estate auctions, just go look through an estate auction. Now they're all online. Like, there's no live ones. Yeah. But it they are full of things that were important to that person at one time. And now they're just items for sale. Yeah. They're they're worth nothing to them now. And the they family's just trying the family's just trying to get rid of them. And and sometimes it's 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 sad, really. It's like, oh, but this old boy had a good time, you know, doing yeah. this whatever hobby it is, you know. And <laughs> you know, it just it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just stuff. It's just items for yeah. sell, you know. And there's a lot of times where they have collections of very valuable things. Yeah. That, that is valuable to us. But at the end of the day, they're dead. And and all of that stuff is meaningless now. Yeah, you think about uh like some of the f- Egyptian pharaohs. Oh man. They would bury their whole like when it was time for the emperor to die, everyone died. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the servants, the, you know, and all the riches that they would bury for them so that they would have it in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as the scripture talks about, there's only one God. Yeah. And and clearly, even, even back with Moses leading the people out of Egypt, the Pharaoh then realized that there's only one true God. Yeah. You know, and so what that Pharaoh from there should have done is change their laws, <laughs> change their their false gods into yeah. the one true God. But, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. Well, but, and I guess for us, we just have to learn from it and, and see the examples yeah. we're given and and try to make sure we correct maybe some things in our life. Yeah. And then once you, you, you get into Christ, the next thing that should be on your bucket list is to bear the fruits of, Bear the fruits worthy of that repentance. You know, right when you put on Christ in baptism, there's a certain change that occurs. And that change is you repenting. Now, the word repent means a change of mind. So you you change your mind about the sinful life that you're living, and you turn that causes you to turn away from it. And what you need to do is turn towards Christ. You know, uh, John the Baptist... In Matthew 3, 7 through 10, and I don't know if you know who John the Baptist is, he was the one who was sent to make the way straight for the Lord. Yeah. Again, fulfilling yet another prophecy. Yeah, it was prophesied that there would be one that paves the way. That's right. And that was John the Baptist. And so his, what he, or I guess his work was crucial to make the way straight for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so this is, in Matthew 3, this is John doing his work. Which, of course, making the way straight for the Lord, he was out baptizing people. Mm-hmm. Hence the name John the Baptist, right? And uh, so the the very beautiful thing about this, when he sees the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to him, notice what John tells them to do. Uh, Chad, are you there? Yeah. Did you want to read that? Sure. 7 through 10 of Matthew 3. It says, um, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his uh, baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee 
from the wrath to come. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Um, Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Okay. So notice how he tells them to bear the fruits worthy of repentance. Mm -hmm. So when we come to Christ, we are called to repent. That is also another step to his plan of salvation, repentance. And you must bear the fruits worthy of repentance. You know, you cannot continue to do the same things you were doing. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to slip up, mm-hmm. you know, fall into your old habits of, of, of sorts. But that means that you you continue to try to turn away from them and turn towards Christ and follow Christ. We must bear the fruits worthy of repentance. We must turn away from the sinful life. And <clears throat> the fruits that we are now called to bear, the ones that... That will not allow the axe to cut down the tree is the the fruits of the spirit. Those are the fruits that we are called to bear now. And we see the fruits of the spirits in Galatians 5, 22 through 25. It says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So again, we need to bear the fruits of the Spirit. And if we are walking in the Spirit, then we must live in the Spirit, right? And notice how Paul brings out that when you put on Christ, you are to crucify the flesh, meaning the fleshly desires that you have. These are the, the selfish desires, you know. And again, like Chad was saying, this is not saying that you can't have um, a bucket list of things you <clears throat> yeah. want to do before you die, but rather those are not fleshly desires. Mm-hmm. The fleshly desires are things that contradict the Word of God. So sinful things. So say you want to, you know, you have the desire to go out and pursue the, the lust of the flesh, okay? Put that away. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the those are the fleshly desires that are being talked about. Um, I think it was uh, what did I hear? What it was? Uh, what was it called? What was the movie called? Sorry, I should have thought of this better before I interrupted <laughs> you. That's okay. Um, it was the asteroid movie with Ben Affleck. You know, and they had to go up and drill on the asteroid. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. Anyways, so before they leave, they're like, we're never going to survive this, you know? So the one guy starts, like, taking loans out and, like, you know, <laughs> like he's going to live it up, you know? He's he's not going to make it. Well, he made it. Like, they made it back to Earth, and now he's got all of these debts. Yeah. Um, and so it was, like, you know, it make, that's what it makes you think of, like, when we know we only have a few days to live, maybe... Like if that's what you think, you 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 could possibly make some stupid decisions. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 
And so when we look at Jesus in his last two days, all he cared about was spiritual things. Yeah. You know, that's all he cared about. And of course, like if I know that, um, like I think of my aunt, okay. She knew she was going to die of cancer. She actually was rebaptized just to be sure, you know? Right. Uh, and, and really focused on spiritual things. She had a couple other things that she did, you know, that was fun for her, um, in her last days, but, but that should be our focus right right there. It should be spiritual things. All these things we're talking about, make sure you're baptized, right? Yeah. Which we should always do that. But you know, our focus changes a little when we know we only got a few days. That's right. You know, if you knew that. We don't know the day nor the hour. Like, yeah, we may not make it out of here tonight. You know, we just don't know. We're not guaranteed. We're not told. If you get a terminal illness, sometimes you know that it's not going to be long. Okay. Um, and so you got to make sure these are right. Now, uh, some people take this the other way. They're They're like, well, when I get older and more crippled, then I'll get Jesus, you know. You can't do that either. No, what makes you think you're going to get old? Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. know, and so, uh, what was it? Pontius Pilate, when I have a more convenient time. Yeah. You know, he never had a more convenient time when he was talking to Paul. Yep. Nowhere in Scripture did he have a more convenient time. No, so we're not told. He never actually put on Christ. So don't be like that. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Don't be like that. Like, take care of these things today. These are your bucket list items, you know? Yeah. Bear the fruits, like we're talking, you know, fruit of the Spirit. Be baptized. Believe and be baptized. Yeah. Repent of your sins, you know? That's right. Um, You know, teach others. Confess Christ. Confess Christ. Yeah. Tell, tell people the good news, you know? Those kinds of things, because that's what Jesus was focused on. That's right. He was, mo- he was that's worried a very about... That's point. He was worried about his apostles... He had to watch them flee from him. Uh, Peter denied him. He told him, you're going to deny me. You know? Right after that, he denied him. Right after that, he denied him. It was the same day. Yeah. And and he told him, and he knew. And that's what he was worried about. That's what he was concerned about. Yeah. You know, and Paul's the same way. What did Paul do while he was in prison? Who was he mostly worried about? Was he worried about himself? No, he was writing letters no, to the, yeah. the Christians. He, he's worried about all these Christians in Philippi and yeah. you know, all and we got all these great letters from the Galatians. He's worried That's about right. all these folks. And writing letters, like he didn't care that he didn't have all the 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 pleasures of life. You know? That yeah. wasn't his focus. He could care less. All he cared about was the Christians. Yeah. And helping them. And, and you know, uh when Paul was in, imprisoned before going to Caesar, mm. right? He was imprisoned for over two years wrongfully. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't. How discouraged would we be? Oh, incredibly. Incredibly discouraged, but he was never discouraged. No, it was like, all right, I'll sit down and write him a letter. That's right. You know? he, he took that time to do things that he couldn't do while he was out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He was busy out. In fact, <laughs> it was almost like God's providence that he was there to be able to write half of the New Testament. You right. know? Um Fancy and, that. Yeah, and so whatever situation we're in, we need to utilize it 
for God, for good. And do the work that the Lord puts in front of you. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. And and so, <laughs> y'all, you're getting a little more than what was in the lesson. We have a little <laughs> more time here, uh, because you know Paul's a great example for us too. Was he worried about his bucket list? No, no, nope. He wasn't worried at all. He 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 was concerned about the Christians in all the places that he had gone and converted them, and and he also rebuked Christians That's from right. what he'd heard. You know, yeah. in the Corinthians, you know, Man, First those, Corinthians. Those Corinthians, I'm telling you what. First Corinthians was a rebuke. Yeah. And then they got things corrected. But what would have they done without Paul telling them? That's right. You know? That shows their heart for Christ. Yeah. Once they realize, they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this, we got to take this serious. Yeah, we got to change some things here. That's you right. Know? And so, you know, that's how we ought to be. And so, so <clears throat> where are we at? I don't but know. But this is, so... Bearing the fruits of the Spirit, this is what is pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. This is how we please Him, right? This is our spiritual bucket list, you might say. That's right. You know, these are things that we, we have to do. Things that, that we need to accomplish. You know, not a want, we need to accomplish. And and then once we we start bearing the fruits of the Spirit, you know, there's another check off my list, right? Yeah. Another one is being a living sacrifice. Turn over with me to Romans, to Romans 12. 12. One and two, this is very well-known passage, but very important for us. My Romans is glued together. It doesn't want to come out. <laughs> well, that happens when you have a new Bible. <laughs> I actually, what's funny, because I was telling you I got a new Bible, um, large print and all that, and uh, when I was in class, I couldn't yeah. turn to the passage. I was like... I gotta get my other Bible out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not working yeah, for me. It needs broken. Yeah, I need to break it in. But uh, Romans twelve is is such a beautiful passage for us to know. Uh, verse one and two, and this is Paul speaking here. He says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Being a living sacrifice, what does that look like? It's about emptying yourself of what you want. And again, it's talking about the the fleshly desires, Mm. the sinfulness of, of what you desire, Emptying yourself of all of those wants and filling yourself with what God wants for you. You know, that is being a living sacrifice. And, you know, I, I think of, there's a passage in Psalm, uh, Chad, turn over there, Psalm 123, verse 1 and 2. This is a, a beautiful passage. Um, as when I I put my girls to bed, I like to, to read them some psalms. And I was reading this the other night to him. 123. Yeah, just verse 1 and 2. We need to make this our attitude. <clears throat> All right, it says, uh, Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the, sky, to the hands of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hands of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord, our God, until he has mercy on us. Okay. So I know that 
that the servant and master relationship is not um, as prevalent today yeah. as it was in that time. But something that you need to know about the servant and master relationship, the servant would always keep his eyes focused on his master. And he would he would study his master because that would just make the master happy. And if he could make the master happy, the, the master would then turn around and show mercy to that servant. And so let's say, for example, Chad, we... We kind of have a get-together, a party of sorts. The The servant wouldn't be standing there right next to the master the whole time. He would be kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? But as the master would be sitting in the corner, he would be focused on the master. So yeah. let's say, you know, the master finishes his cup. He better be there filling up his master's cup yeah. with some more mm-hmm. of whatever he's drinking, mm-hmm. you know. That's what the servant did. His mm-hmm. eye was always focused on the Lord. Or, sorry, his eyes were always focused on his master. Mm-hmm. This is how we need to be with Christ. We need to be studying Christ yeah. the way that the servant would study his master. You know, knowing the, the master's ins and outs. You know, just like when you get married, mm-hmm. you have to learn your spouse, right? And, and there's a lot of give and take there. You, you learn them. Nobody knows your wife, Chad, like you do. Yeah. Nobody knows my wife like I do. That's because we study him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's how we should be with Christ. We study Christ. We <clears throat> study him. We we study his his likes, his dislikes. And that's why the Old Testament is also very important. What does God expect out of us? We see that in the Old Testament. But then we we continue to study. And and the studying Never goes away. Mm-hmm. But our eyes need to be focused on Christ and where Christ is. You know, He is seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father on high. So we need to keep our eyes constantly looking up where He is. You know, this is this is what it is to be a living sacrifice. Focused on Him. Studying our Lord. And then, you know, when, when you look at Romans 12, verse 2, you know, notice as, as we study the way of the Lord, this is how we are to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because as we focus on the Lord, we change and we don't conform to the way the world thinks anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, Chad, one thing this, this world will teach you, if you listen to to anyone, take care of numero uno, right? Yeah. Take care of yourself because no one else will. Well, when you study the Lord, you begin to recognize that the Lord loves us so much. He actually takes care of us too. Yeah. You know, and he, he shows mercy to us. He didn't take care of number, you know. That's no. what we're pointing out here. Is That's right. Like he, he knew he, his whole life, he lived it for us. Christ took care of us the whole time he was living you know and so then we begin to transform our way to have that mindset looking looking out for Christ and his best interest which in turn means we we take care of one another we we try to be there for the poor and 
and everything that Christ was, right? And and that's what we do. We need to be holy as He is holy, and that is how we prove what is that perfect and acceptable will of the Lord is mm-hmm. by doing what He asks. John six. Can I read that one? Yes. John six thirty eight says, "For I have come." This is Jesus speaking. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, my own will, but the will of him who sent me. That's right. And that explains his whole life right there. That's right. He did not come to do his will. He came to do his Father in heaven's will. And as that was Christ's will, that is how we need to become. You know, we need to strive to only do the will of the Father. Uh, And we have a... Actually, a little bit of time, right? Yeah, we got about 12 minutes. So, a little bit. <laughs> so, then the last thing that we we need to have on our bucket list, we need to have something that we can never check off. So, let's say, for example, sure, Chad, we, we, we've been Christians 35 years or, or however long. Let's say we can check all these things off of our, our bucket list. Yep, I'm in Christ. I've... I'm a living sacrifice, and I'm I'm producing the fruits of the Spirit most days, right? We can almost check off all of the things on the list. We need to have something on the list that we can never check off, that keeps us focused on Christ. You know, turn over with me to, to 2 Peter 1, 5 through 10. Notice how Peter is telling the brethren to add to their faith. So, they continue to add, right? Yep. Starting in verse 5 of Second Peter chapter 1, he says, But also for this very reason, give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his own sins. So I'm going to pause here for a moment. Notice how he's saying, continue, add, add this, add this, add this. I think this is a great point that you're making because um, if we get full of ourselves, um, we all know someone who maybe got a little overconfident, okay? Right. I got no more I can learn, you know, and just applying this as a Christian, you know, I know I've been a Christian for 35 years, like you're saying. I don't, I can't, there's nothing you can't teach me. Yeah. If we get like that, that's the problem. That's what we're talking about. Because, and, you know, we, we bring this up all the time. You could read a verse 50 times. And the 51st time, you're like, oh. I <laughs> How did I not see that. that before? <laughs> oh, man, that makes yeah. way more sense to me yep. now. You know, and and, and it, it could be that we just, we mature in life. And we go back and study something that we studied, you know, a few years ago. We, we have more knowledge yeah in life that it makes more sense to us and we understand it and then we get more out of it 
you know, out of that story. We get way more out of it. And then we're more capable to teach it to others. That's right. You know? And so, like you're saying, this is the point we're trying to make. You, this is this is a bucket list item that you're not going to do and just be done. Yeah. It's a continuation until we die. And I love what Peter goes on to say, because even, let's say, for example, Chad, like you're saying, I've been a preacher 35 years. I've... I've I already, know everything. I've already put on all these things. Yeah. You know, kindness, brotherly love. I've read the Bible through 35 times, all 35 years, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and it's like, you know, I I even have all this. Sure. Even, even all this list in 2 Peter. There's not a question you can't ask me that won't stump me. You know, you can just <laughs> yeah. hear the guy. And you know what's funny? I've heard people say things along the lines of, I've memorized the Bible. Yeah. That's when I'm saying, okay, let me turn to Matthew 1. Read Matthew 1 for me. That's where the, the genealogy, the list of names. Matthew 1 alone, there's no way you memorize those, those yeah. names. <laughs> but anyway, you know, let's say that, that you're, you're boasting in that way. Sure. And I, I've done even all of these things. Notice what Peter goes on to say in verse 10. This is what I, this is what I love about verse 10 here. He says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent... To make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. So this, be even more diligent. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. Let's say you have added to your faith all of these things. Now, be even more diligent. Yeah. That's something that you can never scratch off well, that list. So, you know, you bring up that person. I actually have known two people that could do that. You could go read a verse anywhere in the Bible, and they would tell you exactly where it is. Yeah. One's David Watts, was his name, and he's been gone for a while. His son, um, I'm friends with his son on Facebook, David Watts Jr. And you could read, I mean, you could go to Numbers and read whatever, like anywhere, and he would tell you book, chapter, and verse of what you just read. Huh. It was incredible. And Connie Adams, same way. He he can do the same thing. Uh, he could you can you can go and he'll tell you exactly where you're reading from. Does that mean that that person can't learn anything? No, no. It's impressive, okay, that you can do that. But all of our minds work different, you know. That's just how their brain works. That's right. They they have a gift, a talent that God gave them to be able to remember those things. Uh, a photogenic memory, I think, is yeah, what they call I, it. Yeah, I think that's probably mostly what it is. Obviously, hours and hours of study. Oh, yeah. You know, they've read it who knows how many times. But the thing is, that person is what I'm, my point I'm making. That person can still learn something, okay? You might think, oh, wow, well, th what could I teach this guy? Right. You know, we all have different perspectives, different ways of looking at things. And like I said earlier, sometimes we've matured from the last time we study it to a point where things in our lives have changed to where we understand it even better now because we've experienced this or that, yeah. you know? And, and so that's, that person can still learn. And that's, that's what we're talking about here. And here's, here's the beautiful thing. Even more diligent. Like these brethren that you're talking about, they'll even tell you, I, I need to learn more. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that's, like, the more you know Christ, the more humbled you are, yeah. right? 
And uh, where was I going with that? Uh, about the brethren that 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 they they're humble. The, these brethren that we're talking about that know everything, they are humble. They're never going to come out and say, "Yeah, I already know that one. I don't need to study that." Right. But uh, that's where I was actually going. Depending on on what topic you are are thinking about, let's say you're, you're studying um, X Y Z. You know, that's when. These passages kind of come out, uh-huh. and you, you you can apply passages in a way that you've never thought about before, right? That's learning more, and that's digging deeper into the Word. But this is also why we we have Christ, because even if if you are like those those brethren or or anyone, you look to Christ and you're like, I can do better. Yeah. You know, and and I know that when you first are baptized into Christ, you look to Christ and you are overwhelmed. Like, how can I ever change so much for the Lord? You know, this is why it's important to hang out with brethren of like precious faith. Yeah. Because they're doing the same thing. They're going through the same struggle. They can help you along that walk. Well, and, and like, that's why I appreciate this studies that we have here that we record and put out to y'all, you know, you and I are both learning from each other. Right. Um, you know, and I would say me more than you, you probably say you more than me, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but we're, we're looking at, and and I have a different way of looking at it and you have a different way of looking at it. But when you put it together, we have a better understanding of what we're studying. You know, how many and, times, Chad, have I told you, why didn't I put that in my lesson? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, well, like Paul, we could, you could have talked a little bit about Paul in this right. lesson. Because Paul did the same thing. He was, he was very unselfish. Yeah. He didn't care anything about himself. And then with Paul, look at what he gave up. He, had, he came from a, a prominent family. Yeah. He had, he had wealth from, from family. Uh, he had very good education, and when you look when you look in First uh, Corinthians uh, seven, yeah, he actually talks about you know how he has remained a eunuch for the sake of the kingdom, and he talks about how not that your spouse is a ball and chain, but your attention is divided. So he said it would be better if you could be like me, but if you can't. It's better to marry than to burn. Yeah, you know because when you when you are married, you have to now be concerned about their needs. You know, so your attention is divided. Christ rem- or uh, Paul remained a eunuch, so his entire attention is directed on Christ. Yeah, you know, and that's that's something that's also a beautiful thing about Paul. But that's. Uh, that's why we have Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, having this thing on our bucket list, be even more diligent. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in your Christian walk. Be even more diligent. That should be on your list of things you need to do before you die because that keeps you faithful and it keeps you growing in the Lord. Yeah. If, you have, if you have all the things on the list where you can actually check them all off, 
you know, then you're going to be like that that brother. He's been a preacher for 35 years. He's like, you know what? I'm better than everyone. I'm good. Well, and and that's our plea when we talk to brother to to non-believers about Christ. Right. Hey, are you prepared to die? Yeah. You know, that's our and and that's what we're talking about is our spiritual bucket list. Have you done all these things to before you die? Yeah. It's important, you know, and Are you actually ready to meet Christ? Yeah. Like are and, you? And and essentially uh. we've been talking about this for years. We just have never looked at it this way, like right. a, a bucket list kind of a thing. Yeah. And you know, that's just something that 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 man has created as a as a thing, you know, when you're <laughs> when you get older, you know, we 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 talk about it all the time, but but I really enjoy the the relation here between the two, between our spiritual lives and physical lives, you know. That's exactly it. And Jesus Jesus and was a great example of what we should be concerned about before we die. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, looking at Christ, he knew that the life after this one was the most important. Yep. And I think him being that example for us, we need to recognize that. We mm-hmm. need to take a step back and why didn't he have a list of things he wanted to do? Yeah. Because they were not important compared to the life after this. Yeah. Let's not forget Christ left his home in glory. He was there. He's already been there, but he left that. He left his home in glory to come down here and walk among us. Yep. Again, thinking of us because the life after this one is so important. So yeah. let's not, you know, if you have a bucket list, that's fine, but... Don't put that before your Christian bucket list. Don't yeah. put that before Christ. That should be your first, you know. And if 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 you can get to your list of things you want to do, as long as those things you want to do don't contradict, yeah, the, the things you need the to do. The spiritual bucket list. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if your list of things you want to do oh, is that. pursue the sins <clears throat> of the flesh, don't do that. <laughs> And we're out of time, but the thing, <laughs> the thing that uh, I like that you pointed out mostly is the bucket list item that doesn't end. Yeah, we have to continue in the faith. You know, be even more diligent. You know, to study ourselves approved, show ourselves approved. Amen. And like, so some of these don't end. You know, you have to continue in, or you're gonna lose. All the other items. That's you right. Know? It, it's not a one and done kind of thing. You you want to end on? Yeah, let's turn over uh, Revelation 2.10. <clears throat> Go ahead. This is a lot of times where I, I end a lot of my uh, sermons. It says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Now, he is talking to uh, the brethren in Smyrna, right? But this last part is directed towards us as well. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Yeah. You know, just because you put on Christ in baptism, that doesn't end there. Just because you bear the fruits of the Spirit, it doesn't end there. You know, you cannot... Stop bearing the fruits of the Spirit. You yep. have to continue in the Lord. Yeah, that's it right there. That's why you need to have that 
that thing on your bucket list that you can never scratch off. Yep. Continuing to grow closer yep. to the Lord. Yep. And when cool. you do that, that is when you receive that crown of life. Yep. Perfect. That's a great place to end. Amen. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I really enjoyed this study. Absolutely. It, it's uh, hopefully... Um, it, it can fun in, encourage you as much as it's encouraged us, and uh, continue. You know, we can continue in the faith. So, thank you, everyone. We'll be looking forward to seeing you next uh, time. Make sure you subscribe, like the podcast, and give us a share. We'd appreciate it. Thanks, everyone.